Hello and God bless you. This is Pastor Jeremy and what a delight to be with you on this Friday, February the 5th of 2021. As we get ready to go into the weekend, um, the days are going by quicker and quicker every day. But we are so glad for the opportunity that he gives us to come before you and, and study this, the word of God. We'd like to welcome all of our listeners, wherever you are tuning in from, uh, to let you know how honored we are, as always, to study and glean from the Word of God together, especially, as I always say, in such a time like this. Uh, this is uh, a very uh, unique time, extraordinary time that we are living in. Today, in our panel, uh, we are joined by uh, Brother Fernando. Our brother Marty is not uh, going to be today, not with us today, as he has to take care of some things. And as always, uh, we always <laughs> uh, miss the absence, uh, well, the absence of our brother Marty is always uh, crucial. But we are here manning the uh, the fort, and uh, but always with the same spirit and the same heart in which he comes, we, we come to you today too to study and glean from the Word of God. Brother Fernando, we have had such a, an awesome time this week uh, studying yes. the Word of God. And, you know, uh, uh, it's always a pleasure uh, to study the Word of God uh, with you. We've ministered for many years together and uh, and just so much that uh, we have grown, you know, as men of God and and above all, and learning from 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 the Word of God. And I'm excited today. I know it's a Friday, but I'm excited of what uh, God has for us. And I know he has put something in your heart. And so I'm going to leave it to you as we study the word of God and discuss it to share what God has placed in your heart today. Amen. Uh, welcome to today's uh, Friday podcast. Uh, we've been on a incredible journey from the start of this week. Uh, we begin to uh, dig in uh, the long-awaited uh, study of the book of Revelations. We've touched on the book of Revelations, uh, you know, for over a year. Um, you know, we've been back and forth, uh, you know, showing showing the people the the uh, types and shadows and connecting it all with the book of Revelation. Um, but now we have the, uh, the 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 permission of the Lord to to that he has granted us to get into the book of Revelation in a deeper level. So I've enjoyed uh, the book of Revelation, and, and we've gone into uh, the letters to the seven churches. Uh, we've uh, begun to study the Church of Ephesus, and uh, incredible, incredible revelation. Uh, what God uh, spoke to that church is very relevant to us today. And uh, so Brother Marty's not here with us today, but I believe he'll be back on Monday. Uh, and to continue this series on the book of Revelation. Uh, today, continuing in the same spirit, um, the spirit of prophecy, right, which is the testimony of Jesus Christ, we're going to go to the Gospel of Matthew. We want to stay consistent um, in that same spirit because that is what the Scripture tells us to do. Everywhere we turn to in Scripture, the testimony of Jesus Christ is the spirit of prophecy. That's what the book of Revelations tells us in chapter 19, verse 10. And we want to stay uh, consistent to that and keep the integrity uh, as we've been doing, um, you know, for almost a year now. 
as we've come to the body of Christ uh, in, in, uh, in these podcasts, in these studies. Uh, we're going to be reading from uh, chapter 4 of Matthew, um, verse 1. And uh, again, we're, we're finding beautiful parallels in the life and ministry of Jesus Christ it's from the very beginning. Uh, types right. and shadows of the Exodus um, that we read about in the book of Exodus in the Old Testament. Uh, and we're told by the Apostle Paul in First in First Corinthians uh, uh, chapter ten, I believe, verse eleven, that we are to pay attention to the story of the Exodus, in particular, an end time generation to whom the ends of the world has come to. For all these right. things happen unto them, he said, for our example, mm-hmm. right? And they are written for our admonition to whom the ends of the world are come to. And and uh, so we, we, we begin to see the beautiful revelation that is hidden in Christ's life and ministry, for he is the Passover. Amen. Yes. And, yes. and and we, we, we've also <clears throat> brought forth, uh, Brother Marty brought an interesting point, that when, when we read the book of Revelation, it is the second exodus, right? It is right. the New Testament exodus because it speaks of the revelation of Jesus Christ and the coming of of Messiah, the coming of the Lord, the second coming of Jesus Christ. And and the more we read the, the book of Revelations, we see those types and shadows. Uh, we spoke about how we see the tabernacle, a type of the tabernacle um, being shown to John, or, or the actual, not a type, but the actual literal tabernacle in heaven being shown to John. And he describes it to us. And there's so much hidden revelation in it. And we liken John to a type of Moses, right, um, and so forth and so on. Moses being given the pattern of the heavenly tabernacle uh, to build it here on the earth. Uh, the Lord gave him strict instructions, a blueprint on the heavenly tabernacle and how it was supposed to be built and designed in the earth. And, and what the tabernacle on earth reflected concerning heavenly things. The earthly tabernacle was a reflection of the heavenly one on earth. And right. to study the earthly tabernacle, uh, the tabernacle of Moses, we will begin to find out more inf- information concerning the hidden uh, revelation, the, uh, c- concerning the hidden conversation and counsel of the Godhead, concerning the unfolding eternal plan of God that is manifesting itself here on earth. The eternal unfolding plan of God began in the Godhead. Uh, the Apostle right. Paul said the, the the eternal purpose of God, it was hid in the Father. It was hid in God. It was hid in himself, right? But, it, but now it is made known unto the church, right, who lets powers and principalities, the, the uh, uh, angels now know the plan of God as it is revealed unto the church, which is which is the book of Ephesians, and, and, and there's so much information there. But again, the, the whole Bible, the whole Bible is, is, is one prophecy. I want to go quickly, because Brother Marty touched on it earlier, um, but I want you to go to the book of Revelations, chapter 1, um, I think verse 3. And I really want us to consider the words that that uh, the Lord is telling us here. 
um, I'll go ahead and read it, Pastor. Chapter 1 of the book of Revelation, verse 3, it says, Blessed is he that read it. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and we spoke about, we spoke about, and Brother Mari brought out how the, the person who is reading is, is really a call from the Lord to begin to develop right. uh, this kind of pursuit in reading Scripture. What, you know, what, what is it that we, you know, why do we read the Scripture? What is it that we're trying to get from it? Well, the answer is given in the prior verse where it says, who bear record of the word of God and of the testimony of Jesus Christ, right? It says, and of all things that he saw, that is John. But the prophecy here is concerning the testimony of Jesus Christ. We, we, we've said how the testimony of Jesus Christ is the spirit of prophecy. So when we read scripture, we have to read it and pursue it with the understanding mm-hmm. that the word of God is a prophecy, and it is and it is the testimony of Jesus Christ. We seek yeah. after Him, right? We mm-hmm. seek after Jesus. We seek to find Jesus, but also when we find Jesus, we will begin to find and discover and be re- and it will be revealed unto us the unfolding plan of God the eternal purpose of God so that we can be well prepared and have understanding into this inheritance. It is our inheritance, this understanding, this wisdom, this mystery that it, that is being revealed unto his people, unto his servants, right? Those that are willing to forsake this whole world to yield to the call of God, the high calling of God that is in Christ Jesus. Right, so so we see that we are called to read to begin to to uh, uh, read scripture with the un- to, to to distinguish. Right, uh, it, 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 it's speaking about a a particular skill that could only be given to you by the Holy Spirit. It, it, it means to recognize accurately, right? Mm-hmm. To be able in in reading, right? Because there is a difference, and I think you you yes. mentioned that. Uh, right. One of these days, Brother Fernando and our and you know speaking, I think maybe off air, there's a difference between reading and reading. A lot of people read the word of God, yeah. but another word is to read it and and learn learning how to distinguish it. And, and that's when and, and that's the principle that I believe that over the last year we've been hammering. What you know the the verse that you quoted from um, uh, Revelation, right? That we always quote nineteen ten to understand that the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy, right? And and when mm-hmm. we come to the book of Revelation, we come to an understanding that really the book of Revelation is the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him, right? And it was right. meant to show us unto his servants things which must come shortly. But but again, to what we're talking about is, is, is it's an ability not just to read, but to learn how to distinguish and to recognize it's a skill that that I believe right uh uh yes. that John is, is speaking about and, and really which and I know you're gonna continue with hearing and keeping it, it's really in, in all these are three qualities of of the believer, especially Brother Fernando, in this hour. Correct. Yeah, it, it, again it it's how we properly divide the scripture. We're we're we're, yes. we're told what it is that uh 
we're seeking. It's what was given to Jesus by his father. It is the testimony of Jesus Christ. And that, yes. was, that was shown to John. And John there is able to uh, begin to understand and write the book of Revelation and so forth and so on. So absolutely. And then, and then it says, and they that hear, right? It is, it is a gift of grace. It is an impartation. As, as Brother Marty brought out, um, uh, out of the book of Hebrews, I think chapter six, right? It is, an, it is yes. a gift that God gives us as we begin to uh, 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 read the word and apply, right, and apply the mm -hmm. testimony of Jesus Christ um, yes. and, and, and what we see. And that's what we intend to do. Wherever we go in Scripture, that's what right. we intend to apply, the testimony of Jesus Christ, because it is the spirit of prophecy, right? Mm -hmm. that, and, and that is so key to understanding the Scripture. And we're going to harp on that as much as we can. Um, right. and, and, and so we begin to hear the words of this prophecy. Again, it's pointing to what prophecy? The testimony of Jesus Christ. That's the prophecy. It is the spirit of prophecy. And keep yes. those things which are written therein. Mm. That's powerful. Yes. Right? And it says, for the time is at hand. Why? Especially as we know that... the you know, there, and we got into the whole uh, Greek there, and it speaks about a fixed time where um, things are going to be generated, right? And, and, and that which was, uh, you know, uh, the eternal plan of God, the unfolding plan of God, uh, we, we see that it has a fixed time, and when it comes, it's going it's to be generated on the earth. It's going to happen very, very quickly. So as wow. we see, as we see the times that we're in, we need to begin to apply these truths more than ever. It's not just about it's not just about opening the Bible and and reading something that just benefits you, your walk, your life. No, we have to begin to open Scripture to see where we see ourselves in God's purpose. You said again. Right. Yes. How many times do people open scripture to get some out to get something out of it for their own selves? How to better myself, how to prosper more, how to be blessed and so forth and so on. No. It is the testimony of Jesus Christ. Right? Scripture, right. that's that's what it's all about. We are searching scripture to find him, but also to find out what it is that he has purposed in himself for us. That's it. That's it. That's it. So, the plan. again, yeah, the plan of God, the unfolding plan of God, the plan of the ages. Where do we brother fit in in that plan, right? I, you know, Brother Fernando, I, I just think if I can just interject something here, that what you're talking about in, you know, in chapter 1 and verse 1 of the book of Revelation, when, where it speaks about the revelation of Jesus Christ, which was given unto him right by the Father, right? And then at the end of the verse, it, it it says that it was sent and signified by his angel unto his servant, John. But in between the verse, I believe if we can see it hidden there, when when he speaks about to show unto his servants, it's not just talking about his past servants. I believe it was speaking specifically to our generation, also to the past servants, but also to us, because it says to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. That right there should trigger. Who is that? It's speaking to us, right? It's 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 the mm -hmm. unfolding of the plan from the beginning. Hallelujah! And it goes beyond 
just you know Jesus died for me and for my sins and, and it, it 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 unfolds. It's the unfolding, the mystery, what he calls right, the unfolding of, of what you're talking about, the plan of God, the divine plan from the beginning. It is being unfolded in our midst. The book of Revelation is coming alive to us. The book of Revelation right now, the prophecy, the testimony of Jesus Christ, it is being revealed unto us in this hour. And I thought that's just beautiful, brother. That's why I wanted to introduce you, because I think it's beautiful. If we could just understand the extraordinary time, the listener, that we are living in, that God sealed, as he did in Daniel, a, a part of that book to be revealed at the end of time, which what you which you were mentioning, brother, a specific time, right? A a, right. a specific time that is at hand, bro. And I just wanted to interject that uh, to encourage somebody, you know, of of the unique times that we live in. Amen. So with with that same spirit and and understanding, we we turn to the, the book of Matthew. I wanted to lay that out for uh, the listener again. It's worth repeating. I think. I think again. These are things that we must continue to to harp on, uh, so the people can can become, um, you know, aware and familiar yes. with with, uh, with 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 what the Word of God is telling us. So let's let's go ahead to the Gospel of Matthew, chapter four, and we'll read the first verse. Amen. Then was Jesus led up of the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. Amen. Then was Jesus led up of the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And uh, we, we were doing a series on the gospel of Matthew and, and we'll continue that series. Um, and and we'll, we'll, again, we'll, we'll continue the series on the book of revelation Monday uh, as the Lord allows. Um, but we we begin to study in Matthew chapter one how the, the 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 New Testament opens up Matthew one verse one um, with, with this with these words Jesus, the genealogy the generations of Jesus Christ son of David son of Abraham right and we begin to understand that by the using of the name of David first uh, the Lord is declaring what will take place at the end and that the Lord will, will establish uh, the, the throne of David. And the Lord, the Bible says that the Lord is given the throne of David, right? And, and, and his kingdom, there will be no end. We know that is futuristic and that is what will happen when Jesus Christ will return to earth again and establish his kingdom and reign for a thousand years. Um, but then he says, son of Abraham, and there's a reason why scripture does these things. It doesn't just put words uh, to put in words or say names just to say names. There's always prophecy in everything. Remember, it, the testimony of Jesus Christ is the spirit of prophecy. These are trigger names that the Lord has given us because in these names are hidden incredible truths, right? And they and they and they also reveal, again, as we said before the eternal plan of God and what he has always intended to do. We spoke about how uh, how prophecy is a cycle and, and it just expands itself. It gets bigger and bigger and we get more information, more information as, as, as prophecy is revealed. 
and and it's very important to to understand that. And so I begin to to think about that. Why did he say son of Abraham? You know, and and, and we go back to Genesis 15, and we read where um, the Exodus, the prophecy of the Exodus, is revealed to Abraham. And the Lord told him that his seed would would be afflicted for 400 years, right? And in, in a nation, a pagan nation that we know as Egypt, and that the Lord would judge that nation, Egypt, right? It was first revealed to Abraham what the children of Israel uh, would go through in the book of Exodus. So we, we begin to see that it was through prophecy that the Exodus was revealed. And again, we, we, we keep in that same integrity and we see that we see the Exodus or, or prophecies of the Exodus being fulfilled in Christ in his life and ministry because he is the Passover, right? And then when we go into chapter 2, we read about how Herod is king and, and Messiah uh, is, is born and, and, and he gets word of the prophecy of the Messiah and that a, a Messiah would be born and, and, and he would be the king of the Jews. And we see that King Herod um, feels threatened by the birth of Jesus. Right, in so much that he he inquires and demands from the religious leadership of Israel to tell him concerning this prophecy about the birth of the Messiah. The religious leaders of Israel knew about the prophecy, but yet they could not find him. Think about that for a moment now. They knew about the prophecy, but yet they could not find Jesus. I think that's a picture of the modern day today of how uh, many preachers study scripture, in particular prophecy and concerning end times. They study prophecy, but they can't find Jesus in it. Right. Let me say that again. They study and teach prophecy, but they can't identify Jesus. They can't find him because they are not studying the scripture as the scripture tells us to study scripture in the book of Revelations chapter 1. We just read it, right? That, that we are to read and hear and to keep you know, the words of this prophecy. What is that prophecy? The testimony of Jesus Christ. It all leads to Jesus Christ. And again, and, I, and we'll say it again, in, in understanding that the testimony of Jesus Christ, the coming of Jesus Christ, then we begin to understand the unfolding plan of God. And then we also begin to understand what part we play in it. And now we become believers and, and, and Christians that have a purpose. Yeah, go ahead, Pastor. You know, I, I just think it's, it's such a tremendous point that you're bringing, that you, the declaration you made, the statement you made. They knew the prophecies, prophecies but they could not find Jesus. That, that's a mm -hmm. tremendous statement. If we just pause for a moment, because that's yeah. exactly what you said that is happening today. They know Jesus is coming. They know the prophecies, but it just it's so confusing they're, because they're it, devo they're void of Jesus, devoid of Jesus. Yes, yes, and, and I think that's a statement that that I think we we have to ponder, you know, us and the listeners, because it, like you said, it's exactly what's going on today. We have so many ways that people that are teaching so-called prophecy. And what's and it's devoid of one important thing, and that is the very person of Jesus Christ. That's incredible. 
right? It's like, yeah. it's like when Jesus appeared, right, to the Pharisees. They knew the prophecies. They had him in front of them. He was right in front of their face, and they could not recognize him. What a statement. What an indictment, right? And, and that's what we're trying to seek is Jesus. It's, it's what you said in the beginning, but Brother Marty always says, it's finding Jesus. That's the spirit of prophecy, the testimony of Jesus. That is the spirit of prophecy in the word of God. And I just, I didn't want that to slip by to the listener, that that's a tremendous, tremendous statement. You know, they knew the prophecies, but could not find Jesus. Amen. And and, and again, so we, we see that he demanded of the religious leaders of Israel, uh, Herod that is, uh, and inquired concerning the prophecy of Messiah. We have uh, the wise men, the three wise men coming from the east, a type of the Gentile church, right? Uh, and, and they're called wise. Again, it's a trigger word, the wise. The Bible always speaks of the wise, and it speaks of the wise uh, as it pertains to the people of the end times, right? Those those of under, the wise will understand. The wicked shall continue to do wickedly. And they will not understand, but the wise will understand, Daniel said. So the wise speaks of, of, a, of an end-time uh, generation of, of believers that will un- begin to understand Scripture. They will begin to, to read Scripture and applying the testimony of Jesus Christ and, and, and seeing that it is, it is the spirit of prophecy, right? That speaks of the wise and, and, and so forth and so on. So we see a picture here of the Exodus where Pharaoh, uh, 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 a Pharaoh arose who knew not Joseph. And by the way, again, we see a man named Joseph who's uh, Jesus' father, right? And again, it's a trigger name to trigger us to, to the times of the Exodus because it was first uh, Joseph who went to Egypt, right? And, and, and Joseph, right, saved his family saved his brothers, really saved the whole world. Right? He, he understood the dream and, and gave an interpretation to it, right, and so forth and so on. So, again, we have Joseph, Jesus' father, but it's also uh, uh, how the Holy Spirit is triggering something in us to begin to study um, the life of Joseph in the Old Testament, right, because it was first Joseph who went to Egypt, and we see that in type and shadow where uh, Joseph, the, the, the Lord speaks to Joseph through a dream. Remember, Joseph in the Old Testament, the Lord dealt with him through dreams. Right? So we see a beautiful connection there as well. Right. Um, right. And, and, and we, we see that the Lord tells uh, Joseph that, uh, you know, that Herod is trying to kill the baby, the Messiah, and he tells him to go to Egypt, to hide in Egypt. Right, and he's there until the death of Herod, until uh, another king arose, right, uh, and so forth and so on, and 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 we see the beautiful typology, um, but also we what we see in scripture, and what what we've been teaching these last uh, few months, and and really this week, uh, it's concerning the, the the tribulation and persecution that is coming to the church, right. And, and that's something that the right. church in America uh, has to deal with because we have not been taught that. We've been taught a pre-tribulation rapture, meaning that before anything that we read in the book of Revelations, all these calamities, all these pers- the persecution, the great tribulation that we read about in the, 
in the book of Revelation, before that takes place, we are gone. We're taken away in the rapture. That's why they call it a pre-tribulation. Before tribulation happens, there will be a rapture. But that's not what scripture is teaching, right? And, 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 and it seems to be that the Holy Spirit is continually telling us, and he's, he's hidden it in scripture, what awaits the church, an hour of temptation, a wilderness of sorts. And that's what we're going to read about, right? And we also see uh, an incredible revelation um, concerning this hour of temptation, this trial, this persecution that is coming upon the church with the gifts that, that the wise men give the Messiah. And we, and we, and we, we spoke about how we, we, in the house, remember, they were in the house. They found the, the baby in the house, and in the house was, was Mary, uh, the Messiah, Jesus, the child. And we have the, the three wise men, right, the Gentile church. And we spoke about how that's a picture of Revelations chapter 12, right, because after they bear these gifts and bring them to Jesus, the, the gold, the frankincense, and the myrrh, immediately the next verse, right, the Bible tells us that the wise men are warned. They're warned by, by the Lord to, to, to not go back to Herod. And we see that Joseph, a type of Israel, in the last days, right, and the Lord will save Israel, right? He is going to, to uh, protect the 144,000. He's going to seal them, right? The, the book of Revelation teaches that. And Joseph is a type of that in, in, the, in, uh, in the Bible. And they're all under the house, and, and all those people in the house are going to be persecuted. And that's what we read in uh, Matthew chapter 2, right? Um, again, and, and again, the, wor the Word of God tells us in the book of Revelation that the dragon is wrath. It says Herod was wrath. He was full of wrath, right? Just like the dragon is going to be full of wrath in the last days, right? And who is, who is it that the dragon comes against, right? The book of Revelation oh, tells us that. Against the woman, right? right. Uh, it comes with, uh, let's go there quickly. Yeah. Another thing you mentioned on that day when we studied it was how everybody was in the house. Jesus was in the house, uh, mm -hmm. Mary and Joseph. And then the Magi's, uh, they represent the Gentiles, right? And, and to both, they were warned to flee that tribulation was coming, right? Yes. And verse 17 of Revelation chapter 12 says this, And the dragon was wroth with the woman, right? And went to make war with the remnant of her seed, which keep the commandments of God the Jewish people, and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. That's the church. We see the wise men as a type of the Gentile church in the house. We see, we see Joseph as well in the house. Um, right. And he's a type of Israel. We see Mary as a type of the woman. We see Jesus, right? Um, uh, uh, he's the child, right? Um, and so forth and so on. Um, in the book of Revelation, chapter 12, uh, the first verse says, and there appeared a great wonder in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet and upon her head, a crown of 12 stars. And she being with the child cried, travailing in birth and pain to be delivered. So we see this wonder in heaven is, is it reminds us of Joseph's 
dream in the Old Testament, right? He had a dream. The Bible tells us where his father rebuked him. Uh, Jacob rebuked him because he, his dream, uh, he dreamed that, um, you know, uh, there was 11 stars, the sun and the moon, and they all uh, bowed down before him. And, jo- and Jacob told him, well, what do you mean? Are you saying me and your mother and your brothers are going to bow down before you? But again, this was prophetic. This was prophetic of Jesus Christ. Joseph was a type of Jesus Christ and so forth and so on. Um, but we see in the gifts that the wise men bring to Jesus, uh, there is an incredible truth hidden in there. And it speaks of the persecution that is coming upon the church, the trial, the hour of temptation that's coming upon, upon the church, but it also speaks of Christ's sufferings. Jesus Christ is the first to suffer. And he set the example for everyone else who would follow him. Right, the gold spoke of his deity, right, um, and and we spoke of the frankincense, um, and and the myrrh. Uh, these are trees, right? The same process is applied. The 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 tree is uh, um, is wounded and, and lets out this sap, and 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 that's and and the frankincense lets out this white sap, right? Literally in the Greek, frankincense means whiteness, right? And it speaks of the purity, right, that comes from being wounded. And that's what the persecution in the last days that is coming is going to bring about in the church, a purity. It's going to make us clean. It's going to prepare us to meet our Lord. Right? And then we have the myrrh, right? It's a beautiful type of the sufferings of Jesus Christ. Um, right. You know, again, the tree is wounded. It's a thorny tree, which speaks of the thorns that Jesus Christ bore. For our sins on the cross, right? It's a thorny tree that is wounded, and it releases that beautiful myrrh, that beautiful uh, uh, smell, that 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 ointment, right? That it brings forth. Yeah. So, in the gifts of the wise men, um, it speaks of what's coming to the church. Yes. A persecution. There's, Amen. Um, Go ahead. Yeah, no, and the last time when we spoke about Myrna, it, it also speaks, like as you're saying right now, of the tribulation of the church. We know that uh, when he speaks to the seven churches, when he speaks to Smyrna, Smyrna comes from the name of my of the um the myrrh. What is, what is it called again? The uh, the um, the frankincense gold and the uh, um, uh, myrrh. The, the myrrh. Yeah, the myrrh. That's what the word yeah. Smyrna comes from. And what God tells the church and, uh, what, you know, the angel tells, Jesus tells the church of Smyrna is that they're going to be be cast into prison. They're going to be tried. They shall suffer mm. tribulation, right? Yes. So there yes. we're, we're getting a connection there. Uh, you know, I know the blasphemy, he says, and I know thy work and tribulation. So, uh, again, mm-hmm. just to connect what you're saying, brother, uh, that that mirror we see uh, a suffering for the church as he speaks to the church in Smyrna. Beautiful uh, correlation, Incredible, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we, you know, we find the connection with the seven churches in the Gospels and so forth and so on. Again, it is the spirit of prophecy, right? It is the testimony of Jesus Christ being applied in Scripture, and we see uh, prophecy repeating itself, right? And so forth and so on. So it, it's it's fascinating. It's beautiful. 
Um, so we see also in chapter 3 of Matthew uh, where uh, John said this um, in verse 11. He says, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. He says, whose fan is in his hand, and he will thoroughly purge his floor and gather his wheat into the garner, but he will burn the chaff with unquenchable fire. He says, then came Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. But John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee, and comest thou to me? And Jesus answered, said unto him, Suffer it to be so now, for thus it is becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. And he suffered him. So we see Jesus being baptized in, in the water is 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 uh, is a baptism, right? That speaks of his sufferings, and we'll get into that in a little bit. How that speaks of his sufferings, uh, and and how baptism in 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 the Exodus uh, we see it. The baptism we see it when the people of Israel crossed the Red Sea. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 tells us that the people were baptized unto Moses, right, by the crossing of the Red Sea. So we see that in type and shadow, Jesus was fulfilling that and giving us insight into what exactly was taking place in the Exodus when the children of Israel were crossing the Red Sea. The crossing of the Red Sea for the children of Israel was a preparation for a time in the wilderness. The time in the wilderness is the hour of temptation that's coming upon the earth. It's where he will begin to try us, right? The wilderness is the place of protection for God's people. And we'll see that in the book of Revelation as well. Um, but I wanted just to lay this groundwork down. So when Jesus was baptizing himself, it was to prepare himself for what would take place. Or when John, excuse me, when John was baptizing Jesus, it was to prepare him for the wilderness experience that he would experience in chapter 4 of Matthew. Right? And that's where we get to in, in verse 1. Then was Jesus led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. Now, I want you to go to Revelation chapter 1. Okay. Mm -hmm. Verse 9. Let's see what the Apostle John says. You can go ahead and read, Pastor. I, John, who also am your brother and companion in tribulation and in the kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ, was in the isle that is called Patmos for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. Think about that for a moment. Look what he says. I, John, who also am your brother and companion in tribulation and in the kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ. This is the fellowship that we have with Christ. It's, it's, it's the fellowship with his sufferings. And John is not just speaking of himself, okay? He was speaking of every believer that would read down through the generations. He is our brother. 
and companion in tribulation. He was in the island of Patmos, which is called my killing. And it is while he is in prison that he is given this revelation, the testimony of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto his son concerning himself, and God gave unto his servant John to declare unto the seven churches. So we have to understand this. When John is declaring this, he's speaking to an end-time generation that will be enduring the same thing, and an end-time generation that will be going through persecution, an end-time generation that will be going through an hour of temptation, through trials. It is that generation that will begin to understand the very things that were given to him, the testimony of Jesus Christ that the Lord showed unto John. Think about this. The revelation of Jesus Christ, the testimony of Jesus Christ, was given to a man who was in prison. For what? He says, he understood it for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. Right. Now, this is, this is the kind of stuff that the church in America doesn't want to hear. They don't want you to, to talk about the fact that the church is going to go through uh, uh, tribulation because we are taught a pre-tribulation rapture. We are told we're not going to go through this. But I believe that the scripture is telling us that we are, right? Jesus going into the wilderness, notice it says he was led of the spirit into the wilderness, right? The wilderness speaks of the last three and a half years of human history, okay? That's what, that's, that's what the wilderness speaks of, and that's where the Lord leads Jesus. This, and that's a type of word the Lord is, is leading us to and what he is preparing us for. Yes. Now, when those final last three and a half years, uh, yeah, those final three and a half years are going to take place, I don't know. But we see the signs and the, and, and the evidence that things are closely coming to an end. And we see by what's taking place around us in the world, and we spoke about it at length, how, how you know, the, the truth of the matter is, you know, uh, they're, they're looking at Christians as the insurrectors in America. They're beginning to bunch us up. They're beginning to identify us. They're beginning to, 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 to really pinpoint who are these Christians within the country. Right. And they're blaming us for what took place right. at, at the, in the Capitol, right? We see this yeah. spirit already moving. You're going to say right. something? Not just here. Not, not just here, but throughout the, the world. They were talking about, I was reading an article that precisely this morning, Brother Fernando, about um it, it's a documentary that they made in, in the prisons of El Salvador uh and that they found a cell where you know people who practice the homosexual lifestyle and and but they began to blame the Christians for their isolation because many are being converted to Christianity and, and, and so they're seen as a Christian who's pushing them to change who they really are. You see the narrative there? Blaming the Christians, you know? Uh, because many are converting to Christianity, many of the gang members there, 
And so the people that are that are practicing this lifestyle, homosexual lifestyle, are feel threatened because they're being because Christianity says that it is evil, it is a sin. See, that's that narrative you're talking about. Does that make sense, Brother Fernando? What I just said, yeah. It, you know that narrative that you're talking about. Another another thing I wanted to say is right before is 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 even here. You know, my my father was telling me that uh, he he asked this minister, you know, uh, of a denomination, what do you think about the times that we are living? Oh, he said, no, that that's gonna pass away. You know, th this is not tribulation. What we're going through, no, um, God is gonna take us away. Yeah. Before before this happens, God is gonna. There's gonna send revival. Our churches are gonna open up again, like before. Again, right. look at the condition and look at the mentality and the mindset that is forming, not just in the world, but even within the church with the people. These are the ministers, and this is what these ministers are spewing through Zoom or through whatever uh, uh, way that they're ministering to the people. They're teaching these mm -hmm. things. Right, yeah. but there is a wilderness. A wilderness is the unescapable place that we have to get there. We have to go through to get to the other side. Is the last test that awaits that wilderness, right? That that is coming, that is upon us, that we yes. must go through. Amen. Yes. Yeah, so we see in the Exodus, the wilderness is is the is the temptation, is the trial, right, of the children of Israel, and they felt miserably. And we see Jesus uh, prevailing in the wilderness in his temptation, where the tempter came to him and tempted him, right? And, and we see that in type and shadow as well in, in the book of Revelations, chapter 12, verse 6. You can go ahead and read it, Pastor. Yes, 12, 6. It says, and the woman fled into the wilderness, hmm, where she hath a place prepared of God, that they should feed her there a thousand two hundred and three score days. So that speaks of three and a half years uh, where the woman is protected um, uh, from the dragon, okay, in the wilderness. So we see that Jesus in the wilderness speaks of, of where God protects and provides miraculously for his people. In particular, those, the three, last three and a half uh, years of of the of the end time, the unfolding plan of God. Okay. Yeah, history. Yeah, human. Well, uh, you know, after there's a thousand year reign of Christ, but for right, him right. to deal for him to deal with with uh, um, with with uh, the man of sin, right? That's right. And and, right. and the and the trying of the church as well, right? Right. Uh, go ahead. Keep keep reading. Sure. Verse seven. Uh, verse seven. And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought, and his angels. Again, this is exactly what happened in the wilderness uh, in Jesus' temptation. He's fighting with the devil himself, with the dragon. Right. That's right. Right, so so we see a type of shadow uh, in in the Matthew four account of Jesus' temptation, right? Of of what the Book of Revelation says in chapter twelve, uh, verse seven. You can keep reading. Verse eight. I'm gonna go to verse eight. 
and yep. prevailed not, neither there was is. this place found anymore in heaven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, uh, and the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceived the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accuseth them before our God day and night. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. Mm -hmm. And they loved not their lives unto the death. You see, so the wilderness experience where Jesus uh, prevails over the devil and his temptation, we see it here in type and uh, really in fulfillment in the book of Revelations concerning the church of the Lord. It says, and they overcame him. Who? The devil. The same one whom tempted Jesus. Jesus overcame him. Jesus prevailed over him through the word of God. Now we see that God's children in the in the end times will prevail always uh, as well over this being called the dragon, Satan, right? That old serpent. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. Notice, and they love not their lives even unto Death. Think about that now. Which tells us this, that in the last days, in the end times, the church of the Lord will be persecuted. But they're going to be filled with such incredible grace and power of the Holy Spirit that they will overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives even unto death, that they were willing to give up their lives in order to not forsake the Lord, but to forsake this world system and the God of this world, that is the devil. That's the kind of faith that we are going to need in these last days, in these, in these last hours. Amen. There is an hour of temptation coming, an hour of trial. We know, right, that 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 that, that this is what's coming. Now, I want you to go quickly to Revelations, um, chapter three, quickly. Yeah. Uh, verse ten, if you can read it, please. Yes, three ten. Because thou hast kept the word of my patience, I also will keep thee from the hour of temptation, and which shall come upon all the world to try them that dwell upon the earth. Now think about that for a moment. The word of my patience. I will keep thee from the hour of temptation. He speaks that to the church. The Church of uh, Philadelphia, right. 
incredible, right? He's not speaking to the world only. It's coming upon to try them that dwell upon the earth, the whole world. That's what it says. It will come upon the whole world. And I believe during these times what the scripture is telling us that the church will be in the earth. Otherwise, why would he say that to the church? Right. Well, we can go about making up, well, that speaks of another kind of temptation before the the real hour of temptation is coming. No. That speaks of an identified hour of temptation that is coming. Amen? That's, in, that's incredible, bro, because, Brother Fernando, because um, the... <clears throat> Every everyone in the, the in in Matthew, uh, Mark, and Luke, they each give an account of the temptation uh, of Jesus, the wilderness experience, right, that he had. And uh, there's something here particular because we're talking about what he went through in the wilderness that that Mark speaks about. Mark says that mm-hmm. when Jesus was in the wilderness for forty days, he said three things. He was being tempted by Satan. He's speaking about the temptation, right? The trial. Number two, he says he was with the wild beast. I think that's a reference of demonic powers, right? Surrounding yes. him. And then it speaks, and the angels, right? The protection were ministering to him. Mark gives us an insight into that wilderness experience that, like you're saying, Brother Fernando, we're about to go through. The church is going to go through. And within that mm-hmm. wilderness experience, we see him being tempted by Satan in those 40 days, 40 nights. He was with wild beasts, which, you know, typify the demonic powers, right, coming against him. And number three, the angels were ministering to him. And, and I think that, right? Gives well, remember, the there's, there's, two, there's two beasts mentioned in the book of Revelation, right? Uh, the Antichrist and, and the false prophet. Yes. Yes. Yeah, go ahead. So, no, so so you know, now you're reading. We're reading Revelation three ten, and how within that that struggle, within that that trial, right, that awaits that Jesus went through first, and the wild beast, you know, he he's dealing, you know, to type. You're right. I've never seen seen it this way, but you're right. Uh, uh, the beast. That's what that's what Revelation calls the Antichrist, right, and the false prophet beast. Yes. You know. Yes. But but then at the same time, we see the protection. And that within, hallelujah, this struggle, the angels were ministering to him. Hallelujah. And and that's what he's telling us in verse 10, that I will keep thee from the hour of time. I will send my a protection over you. You know, a, a, mm-hmm. a, a, you know I will be with you in that hour of temptation. Yes. So I was just making a correlation that I think it's powerful, you know, to get an insight. Mark, that's in Mark 1, verse 12 and 13. Uh, we get an insight of what this trial encumbers. Amen. And in Matthew chapter 3, I'm going to digress here. John said this, remember, because we're talking about persecution and our temptation, a trial that's coming upon the church before it leaves this earth, right? Is Scripture teaching this? And if so, we need to pay close attention. Because the Lord has given us hints, and we're seeing that there's there's hidden revelation concerning the things that are coming towards the church, right? I think we're 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 going to see some tough times, 
I know that's contrary, again, to what people say today in, in the church in America, but the truth of the matter is we're already seeing hard times. Right? This pandemic is still going. Right? But, and again, it, 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 it's setting the stage for the man of sin and that which the Bible says is coming. Um, John, uh, John said this in Matthew 3, verse 11, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he that cometh after me is mightier than I whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Right? And, and, it, and it says in verse 13, Then come at Jesus from Galilee to Jordan to John to be baptized of him. So again, what is baptism a type of? The baptism of fire. Right? We know, again, we right. read in the book of Acts that, that the church was baptized. And, and they experienced Pentecost. But many people just stopped there as though uh, the baptism with the Holy Ghost and with fire is just a baptism of, of speaking in tongues and, and the whole Pentecostal experience. No, it is right, a preparation right. to something. It is uh, a preparation to what would take place in, I believe, Acts chapter 4, where they would begin to be persecuted. That's right. Right? That's right. Jesus' right. Jesus' baptism was a preparation for his temptation in the wilderness. Right? Israel's yeah. Yeah. baptism into the Red Sea when they crossed the Red Sea, was in preparation for what they would endure in powerful. the wilderness. That's powerful. Right? That's powerful. Again, what we read in the book of Revelations, what we read in the book of Revelations chapter 12, it's just that. We see divine protection from God, right? That's right. For his people in those last three and a half years. Hallelujah. It is a wilderness experience. And we are told to overcome. We are told to endure. We are told to Hallelujah. keep the word of his patience. Yes. We are told that he yes. will keep us from the hour of temptations that will come upon the world to try them that dwell upon the earth. Yes. Jesus had to endure it. The children of Israel had to endure it in the Exodus. And, and, and we must endure it in this final Exodus. Right. Brother brother Fernando, I, I just think it's so powerful, and I want the listener to, and I know that, that you are, but, I, you know, just to make sure we want to reemphasize some things and, and say them again, it, what we're speaking about, because whenever we speak about the story of the book of Exodus, it's really to be in awe of, wow, how God opened the Red Sea, right? And and when we speak in the book of Acts, oh, look how the, the, the tongues, you know, the cloven tongues came. He came like a mighty rushing wind. Right, and we focus on that, but we fail to understand the lesson that was there that Paul alludes to in first no that he's talking about in first corinthians ten that that it was left there as a preparation right uh when the open as you said mm -hmm. when I when the sea red sea was open, it was in preparation, right they were baptized into yeah. it to prepare them for their wilderness experience as Christ when at, the Bible says that after he was baptized by John, he immediately, right? The Spirit the of God Holy took him to Spirit the Holy Spirit led him. Hallelujah. Yes. And, and see, and that's the same way too. When, when, the, when the people of God in the book of Acts were baptized, I sense his presence, in the Holy Spirit, immediately the persecution started. Yes. Right? They were immediately yes. found themselves fighting, you know, and in that hour of trial, 
that's why it blesses me, you know, what we read in, in 310, that it's just a little more time, right? It's just mm-hmm. for a little while. It's just for a short time. But I will keep you, he says, you know, because there, it's, it's that trial. So that baptism that you're speaking about, brother, and this is for the listeners, is, is, is in preparations for the hour of trial that is coming upon us. That's right. Yeah, and remember, in the inaugural message of the church, Peter preached, and 3,000 souls got saved and baptized. Mm. Right? And and again, there goes that baptism by fire we're talking about, a preparation for for what's coming. Right? The Lord expounds more on it. Go to Matthew chapter 20, now that we're on it, and I think we're still in the same, you know, Thought that the Holy Spirit has given us, yeah. Mm-hmm. Matthew twenty verse seventeen. Um, mm-hmm. If you go read, let's go up to verse twenty-three. Seventeen to verse twenty-three. Yeah. And Jesus, and Jesus going up to Jerusalem, took the twelve disciples apart in the way, and said unto them, Behold, we go up to Jerusalem. And the Son of Man shall be betrayed unto the chief priests and unto the scribes, and they shall condemn him to death, and that's shall his, deliver that's, him. That's his persecution, right? That speaks of persecution that's coming, and ultimately that will lead to his death. Yeah. That is true. Good point there. And shall deliver him to the Gentiles to mock and to scourge and to crucify him, and the third day he shall rise again. Then came to him the mother of Zebedee's children with her sons, worshiping him and desiring a certain thing of him. And he said unto her, What wilt thou? She said unto him, Grant that these my two sons may sit, the one on, the, on thy right hand, the other on the left, in thy kingdom. But Jesus answered and said, you know not what you ask. Are you able to drink of the cup that I shall drink of and to be baptized Notice. with the baptism that I am baptized with? Notice the, the words he used. Notice, notice the words he used there. Baptized mm-hmm. with the baptism that I am baptized with. They wanted position. Really, they were operating under the spirit of the devil. Because that's ultimately that's right. what the devil wanted, right? That's right. He wanted what they had no discernment. To him. No discernment. That's right. That's right? right. So, so we see that the sufferings Jesus would go through, he called it a baptism. Right. Right. Uh, go ahead. Keep reading, Pastor. And they say unto him, "We are able." And Jesus said unto them, okay, you shall drink indeed of my cup and be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with. But to sit on my right hand and on my left is not mine to give, but it shall be given to them for whom it is prepared of my father. Again, he prophesies uh, the day of Pentecost. He tells them, you shall drink indeed of my cup. He's like, the truth is, when you, he's basically saying, when you, when you are baptized with the Holy Ghost and with fire, you are going to suffer. 
you have no idea what you're asking for because you don't know what you're about to go through. Mm. Mm. Right? That's what he's telling them. He's like, this baptism is is it's a it's a time of temptation. It's a, it's an agony. It's an hour of trial. It's a persecution that's coming. You want to sit at the right hand of the Father without having gone through anything. Sounds like a pre-tribulation uh, teaching right there, right? <laughs> Doesn't it? <laughs> Yeah. You you want yeah. to go to heaven. You want to sit on my right hand and left. Yeah, you want to sit on my right hand. Yeah, you want to bypass this baptism by fire that's going to bring about a persecution and, and a, it, it's going to come through a fiery trial, but it's all going to work about uh, uh, the re, uh, you know the refining of, of your lives and the preparation of, of a pure and, and spotless bride so that you can so I can present you before my father. They were completely bypassing what he was saying and really not paying attention to what he was saying. Right? Uh, go, let's go to, now that we're on that, Luke 22, because I think this is all connected. We're talking about the wilderness experience uh, of, of Jesus Christ and, and him being baptized in the Jordan by John and what it all symbolizes. It, it, it speaks prophetically of what, awaits the church. He is speaking to us through his life and ministry what will take place in the last days. Because why? It is the testimony of Jesus Christ, and the testimony of Jesus Christ is the spirit of prophecy. He is speaking to us prophetically. We have eyes to see. Luke 22, verse 21. And let's read. Uh, let's read. Yeah, and go ahead and keep reading. Okay. But behold, the hand of him that betrayed me is with me on the table. And truly the Son of Man goeth as it was determined. But woe unto them, but woe unto that man by whom he is betrayed. Now and notice, began to now, Pastor Jeremy, again, it starts with, with the Lord pointing out Judas, we know he is the son of perdition, a type of antichrist. Yes. He's he's already in the scene. He's 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 already, you know, uh the table. At, you know, he, he, yeah, he's sitting on the table. Mm -hmm. He's yeah. making his presence felt. His true colors are coming out. Mm. He's going to betray the Son of God. And look what look what he says after. And they began to inquire among themselves which of them it was that should do this thing. Let me stop and there. there was all... uh, let me stop there, Pastor. This is what the hour of temptation is for. We must all inquire amongst ourselves. Are we willing to go all the way for Jesus and even suffer if need be? Or will we side with Judas? Or will we begin to manifest the spirit of Judas which ultimately betrays Jesus? This is why the wilderness experience 
the hour of temptation, the fiery trial must come. It is to test those who say they believe in Jesus Christ, those who sit at the table with Jesus Christ, to see if they will endure into the very end. Go ahead, Pastor. Yes. I think that's powerful, and and that's what we learned. Uh, You know, we spoke about it last time. What cup are you going to drink of? Right, and that's what Paul mm-hmm. speaks about in First Corinthians ten, when you know when when he when he speaks to um, when he's speaking about communion, he says, "You cannot drink of the cup of the Lord, right, and also mm-hmm. the cup of devils, right." So we're going to have to come to the decision: we're either going to drink of this cup that he's offering, but understanding, yes, this cup is a blessing, the cup of the Lord, but it also within this cup is suffering. Right? We have to understand mm-hmm. that or we're gonna drink the cup that Judas drank from. There's no right. middle ground. You know, we're either gonna we're gonna either sway with, with God or we're gonna or the a devil will enter right? he did a separation. Amen. That's it. Yeah. That's it, brother. Go ahead, Pastor. Yeah, so no, no, that, that that that's what I wanted to point out. You know, we're going to come to that decision. You know, God is separating right now, right? Uh, he's going to begin to separate. Remember, at the end of the harvest, he's going to separate the tear and the wheat, right? Mm-hmm. Those that are that's his. What the, that's, that's what the fire from is for, right? Whose fan is in his yeah. hand, right? And he shall thoroughly purge his floor, right? And separate yes. the chaff from the wheat. That's, right. That's the baptism. That's what it's all about. I'll keep reading here. He says, he said unto them, the kings of the Gentiles exercise lordship over them. This is Luke 22, verse 25, uh, over them. And that, and they that exercise authority upon them are called benefactors. But ye shall not be so, but he that is greatest among you, let him be as the younger, and he that is chief as he that doth serve. For whether is greater he that sitteth at meat or he that serveth, it's not he that sitteth at meat, but I among you as he that serveth. Ye are they which have continued with me in my temptations. Look at that. Right? If we continue in the temptations that Jesus went through and endure, right, those, those are the ones that have this right. Hallelujah. Again, the same discussion continues, right? There was a discussion amongst the disciples, who's the greatest? Who's going to sit the right hand of the Father, right? And, and, and so let's keep reading. Ye are they which have continued with me in my temptations, and I appoint unto you a kingdom, as my Father hath appointed unto me, that ye may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom, and sit on thrones judging the twelve tribes of Israel. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan had desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. Hmm. But I have prayed for thee, that thy faith fail not. And when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. And when we we read about the apostle John and, and Peter and Judas, these are all types of characteristics that, that connect with the seven churches. Okay, and 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 uh, you can study it, study that on your own. But the apostle John was the one who stayed with Jesus all the way to the cross. 
He never left his side. You know, so we see Judas does. He's a type of a Laodicean church. And we see that that uh, Peter but compromised a little bit, right? Yeah. But, you know, I, I could just... Yeah. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Finish your thought, Brother brother Fernando. I just wanted to interject something at, at, when you finish. No, go ahead, because I'm going to keep reading. Um, then I'm going to close here yeah. quickly. So go ahead. Okay. Yeah, I just wanted to say when Jesus declares to Simon right in verse 31 what we just read, that Satan had desired to have you, and then he explains it. He says that he may sift you as wheat. And really what mm-hmm. Jesus was doing, he was echoing uh, a prophecy or the words of the prophet Amos in, in chapter 9, verse 9, when he says, For I will command and I will sift the house of Israel among yeah. all nations, like as corn is sifted in a seed, yet shall not the least grain fall upon the earth. So Jesus was simply echoing, you know, that's why he puts it that way, to remind, you know, Peter, a type of Israel, right? But but also representing, you know, by calling him Simon, he he's 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 telling them to hearken. This is what's going to happen because that's what Simon means, and in, in I believe it means to hearken. He doesn't call him Peter in this instance. He says Simon, hearken, hearken. Satan has desired you to have you that he may sift you as we, just as the Lord was tried, his people are going to be tried. The believer, the Christian, you and I, that's where we're heading. He has asked to sift us. And I just wanted to uh, just echo that and interject that into what we're reading. Amen. And verse 32 says, But I have prayed for thee that thy faith fail not. The Lord has already interceded on our behalf as we go through these, these trials. And when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. Right? Yes. And I'm thinking yes. of da- uh, Daniel, wow. but we won't go there right now. But he says, and he said unto him, Lord, I am ready to go with thee, both into prison mm-hmm. and to death. But he really wasn't. Right? And he said, I tell thee, Peter, the cock shall not crow this day before that you shall thrice deny that thou knowest me. And he said unto them, when I sent you without a person, script and shoes, lack ye anything? They said nothing. He lacked nothing. Mm-hmm. Then said he unto them, but now he that hath a purse, let him take it. And likewise, his script. And he that hath no sword, let him sell his garment and buy one. For I say unto you that this is that this is written that this that is written must yet be accomplished in me. And he was reckoned among the transgressors for the things concerning me have an end. And they said, Lord, behold, there are two swords. And he said unto them, It is enough. And he came out and went, and he was wont to the Mount of Olives. And his disciples, notice, also followed him. Right? What do you say in verse 28? Ye are they which have continued with me in my temptation. Yes. They followed him. And when he was at the place, he said unto them, Pray, notice, that ye enter not into temptation. And he was withdrawn from them about a stone's cast and kneeled down and prayed, saying, Father, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. He's preparing. He's asking for help, divine help from his heavenly father for what he must endure with. But he was also praying for you and for me that are in the, in the end times who will have to endure. 
our temptation. And there appeared an angel unto him from heaven, strengthening him, and being in agony, he prayed more earnestly. And his sweat was as it were great drops of blood falling down to the ground. It says, and when he rose up from prayer, that's the key, church. We don't need to pray and seek God. He was come to his disciples. He found them sleeping for sorrow. And he said unto them, why sleep ye? Rise and pray, lest ye enter into temptation. Again, this is all speaking prophetically of the end times. And while he yet spoke, behold, the multitude, and he that was called Judas, there he is, son of perdition, a type of Antichrist, one of the twelve, went before them and drew near unto Jesus to kiss him. <laughs> the kiss of betrayal, right? I heard a message once. It was called a holy kiss or the kiss of Judas. Yeah. Right? The Apostle Paul would speak about that holy kiss amongst brethren. It says, but Jesus said unto him, Judas, betrayest thou the son of man with a kiss? When they which were about him saw what would follow, they said unto him, Lord, shall we smite with the sword? Right? And it says, and one of them smote the servant of the high priest and cut off his right ear. And Jesus answered and said, suffer ye thus far. And he touched his ear and healed him. Then Jesus said unto the chief priests and captains of the temple and the elders which were come to him, be ye come out against a thief with swords and staffs. Right? Incredible. Then Jesus said unto the chief priests, uh, excuse me, when I was daily with you in the temple, ye stretched forth no hands against me, but this is your hour. God allowed it and the power of darkness. Wow. Right? Now we see in Scripture, we see in Scripture, right, that there was this debate amongst his disciples of who would be the greatest. What does Jesus say? Go to Revelations chapter 3, please. Uh, we're going to end here. Verse 20. Amen. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come in to him and will sup with him and he with me. Verse 21, pay attention to this. To him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me, hallelujah, in my throne, even as I also overcame and I'm set down with my father in his throne. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. To him that overcomes what the disciples wanted, granted. Wow. He'll, he'll grant it to us to sit with me in my throne. Jesus says, with me. Even as I also overcame. In order to be given that position, 
we must overcome as Jesus overcame. That's right. He was tempted. He was tried. But he never gave in to those attacks of the enemy. His persecutors scourged him, mocked him, beat him. But he was setting an example, an example of love and true devotion and yielding to the will of the Father for me and for you. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit said unto the churches. Amen. My mind. That's a powerful way to wrap it up with that verse, you know. It is not unto me to decide that, but there is a trial, right? And he says, and he who overcometh will I grant baptism with me. Hallelujah. What baptism are you looking for? Do you understand? Do we understand and we're beginning to understand really what that baptism entails? The baptism of fire, of trial, in preparation to prepare us for the trial and the test that is coming our way. As we go into this weekend, let us ever be mindful that everything that is taking place, it is to purify us, to prepare us to what is just ahead of us. But we find comfort today in knowing that he says, I will never leave you or forsake you. I will be with you, he says, until the end. We are his children. We are being prepared. But not we're not being drawn to this to this thing that's coming, a trial without first warning, without first preparation. Jesus went through it, the apostles went through it, the church will also. But there's a beauty in it. Amen. He who overcometh will sit with him one day. We pray that you've been blessed today. We pray that God has spoken into your heart today and that this weekend the Lord will protect you as always. Cherish every time you have with your families together. And Lord willing, we'll be back here Monday uh, with this podcast. Meanwhile, may the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. And as always, keep looking up.